Hey guys, we're back with another episode today for AFI's Cover 7 Podcast. Today we have a special guest in Keanu Ebanks, a current Calgary Stampeders offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League. He spent last year as a global player on the practice squad. Really interesting to hear his insights, um, as we've seen a lot of player movement in the global space between the CFL and the ELF. Don't you think, Daniel? 100%. And there has been a lot of movement, and it's been more from the CFL to Europe mm-hmm. or even potentially uh, guys like John Levi uh, Cruz um, declining a draft from the CFL. Surprising right? he, move, yeah. He was picked up by the... BC Lions. BC Lions, that was it. And he said, no, I'll stay in Elf, yep. um, which was obviously an unbelievable move considering that CFL is a professional league. We're going to that Elf is now as well. Um, but yeah, turning down a professional... Well, it is a professional league. <laughs> Everyone gets paid, so it's a professional league. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was just, obviously that was crazy to see. And then we've seen guys like, uh, Nielsen come back yeah. from the CFL to Europe. Um, they're choosing Europe over CFL and it's just, yeah, it's a bit of a head scratch considering they like on record, they get paid more money, right? Yeah. The, the minimum salary in the CFL is higher than a good salary in Elf. Obviously yeah. some players in Elf do get a bit more money and they're able to kind of, uh, put themselves in slightly better situations and they're going to get more playing time and so on. But still, if you want to play game at the highest level, play the game at the highest level, you would think that they would go to CFL. Yes, and um, I think the guys like Nicholas Gustav and Steven Nielsen, who were in the CFL, relatively established there, and then came back to ELF, uh, did it for reasons outside football. I don't want to speak for them. They can speak for that themselves. But I think you spend a year or two in the CFL, you realize, okay... I did this, like, um, it's time for me to think beyond football, right? Because you can build that more at home, I'd imagine, right? If you're these guys. Yeah, but it also could be a reality check as well, you know? I mean, once you get to the CFL, you realize that, hey, look, I'm not going to be an NFL Hall of Famer, right? I'm not even going to start in a CFL team, right? right? Maybe I'll be a good backup. Maybe I'll get on, I'll be a starter on special teams, but I'm not going to be the guy and putting in all that work for not a great salary. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's still good money. You're being paid to play football. That's everyone's dream. But it's hard, right? Playing CFO is really hard. It's like long days. And um, you're, you're fighting for your spot every day. And so maybe it's just like, actually, I can go back to Elf and, and be the man. Do you know what I mean? I can yeah. play and, and be the guy. Um, and so, yeah, it could just be a bit of a reality check for some guys. And like you said, it's on their resume. I played in the CFL. It'll get you a bit more money in your next elf contract. Um, so, yeah. Right. You could be the guy in Europe after you kind of check the box in CFL. You see, okay, this is what I am as a pro football player in North America. I'm this level at the CFL. Okay, let me go back to Europe. I think I did my thing in the CFL. Now I can build my life outside of football more while making some money playing ELF and doing what I love. And being the man now on my ELF team. 100%. Um, I do wonder, though, how it translates. Uh, I'm sure Keanu will go into it in detail, mm-hmm. but how does how does the game translate from Europe to Canada? Right? Is there a huge jump um, as far as like, the on-field talent goes, or is it not that dissimilar? Um, yeah, that'd be interesting to find out. And for every guy like Nielsen and Gustav, we have guys like Timothy Knudel, who jump at the chance to play in the CFL. Mm. Um, who right after the ELF season I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers picked him up um, uh, so I think I think most guys who are kind of still feel like they 
have a ceiling that they have not reached football-wise will make that jump to the CFL. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, uh, let's see what our account has to say. Let's see. Let's start playing football <laughs> in, in um, 2013 in, uh, at the University of Hull. Um, I played there for four years before I got a chance to go play for the Hildesheim Invaders in uh, 2018. In 2019, I actually played with Alex. Uh, 2020, during COVID, I moved to Stockholm to play with the Mean Machines. Um, 2021, um, I went to uh, Hamburg Sea Devils in the Elf, and I, I, I played there uh, for a season <laughs> where I went to the, uh, the championship game. So you went from ELF in 2021. Um, what was it like? I know you originally were planning to go back to ELF in 2022, and then all of a sudden you got a call from Calgary. Can you tell us a bit about that? So, um, yeah, I actually signed to go play uh, for the Panthers, Roklaw Panthers in uh, Poland. I signed in December to go play with those guys. A great organization, I thought. And uh, so I was actually in Ohio working out with Athletes in Action. And then I, I got a call from an agent that uh, Calgary wanted to get in touch. The Stampeders, that is, Calgary Stampeders wanted to get in touch. And they wanted me to go, to go over there and sign and uh, go to camp and see what happens, basically. And um, I've been there since. So I, I, signed, I signed while I was abroad in, in Ohio and then um, flew home and flew straight to Canada. How's, how's your experience been um, in the CFO and, and how was the... Obviously, you've, you've played quite extensively in Europe now and, and you're a bit of a veteran in Europe, so you kind of know what different places offer and how, how things are set up. I mean, how does the CFL differ differ as far as like training goes as far as like preparation goes and all those things I mean it's professional football so that's first of all so it's ex extensive extensive you get there in the morning you have meetings you practice and then you go to meetings afterwards every day uh, for five days a week do you know what I mean so and then in between meetings you go and work out you're going home watching film um the standard is a lot higher and what's expected expected of you is much more to be honest um, you have to be a pro every day it's not like we can go out go mess, mess around the practice mess around no it's, it's a lot of focus and uh, a lot of guys fighting for jobs and fighting to win championships like every team but there's uh, definitely more I guess it's more serious than um European football, we can joke around a little bit more, mess around. There's a bit more room for that. What was it like making the jump, like um, maybe speed of the game wise, from ELF to CFL, where you're going against former Division One, maybe even NFL guys? Um, it's a little. I would say it's definitely faster than European football, but the best guys in I've played in the ELF could play in the CFL. I feel like. Would have shots, you know what I mean? So the physicality part of it wasn't the highest problem, it was the mental side of it. Also, I think because the, there's a lot more of the process, the different looks, um, different blitzes, different things we have to be able to process at, like, like very quickly compared to uh, Europe, where it's like we have free protections, just go do it, do you know what I mean? It's like 12, 12, I think we had like at least 12 different protections and all of them are slightly different, do you know what I mean? 
in Calgary, mm. so you just have to be switched on and mentally ready for a lot of different things. And then a part of that is like making it instinctual. Like a lot of the stuff wasn't, I've never seen before, honestly, it wasn't instinctual for me when I first got there. And as I processed over the year, I uh, really, that stuff that's outside to kick in, should I say. Awesome. Um, and you said, you said that the best guys you've played with in Europe could play uh, physically with, with those in the CFL. They could, they could, um, they could have a spot on a, on a roster. But recently we've seen quite a few guys either turn the CFL down uh, via the global draft um, or guys potentially leaving the CFL where they have a spot. It might not be a starting spot, but they have a spot, a legitimate spot on a roster for the Elf. Uh, why do you think that is? Um, part of it is, it, it, a lot of it, I don't think, is what people were expecting. They were expecting, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if people think of the CFL, maybe they thought it was a bit easier than it was going to be. It's not the NFL, so it's going to be easy. It's not. You walk in and it's, it's difficult from uh, day one. And they, they, they give you a little leeway because you are European, especially if you haven't played college football, but you still expect to be a pro. And um, secondly, we are, all the Europeans are competing for, with American spots. It's not the Canadians because we count as a, like a like a A, basically over there. So we're now competing with guys who play D one football, or a lot of them guys are competing with like coming straight out of the league. Do you know what I mean? At the NFL, so it's not easy. Do you know what I mean? You got to really put that work in every day and show up and do everything outside of outside of it, like film and on your playbook, and that's that's just a bad minimum because you're competing with NFL vets. Do you know what I mean? It's not like over in Europe where you compete with other ease. It's, just, it's not easy. Absolutely. It's not easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the grind of pro football, it's, it's cutthroat. You know, you see guys in the NFL injured and they're out and, and uh, bounce to CFL and maybe they don't even last there long. It's it's a tough business. Um, what was it like for you, the grind of a CFL season, 18 games, training camp before that, um, day-to-day, um, you know, Life in the CFL, what was it like? Training camp was was tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. For, to go from training camp in Europe, where maybe it might be weekends, like a Saturday, Sunday, have a couple of trainings, to two a days every single day for like almost a month, it felt like it was it was it was rough. It was getting, I was getting to the facility around seven and leaving at nine p.m. So it's twelve, fourteen hour days every day, and I'm just trying to process this new playbook, all these new plays, and it's when you get home, you're not just sleeping. You have to go through the playbook, get waking up early to bring people back home in the UK because of the time difference, and then going back, back to work, back to the grind, and competing with guys who play D1 football, XNFL like guys. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot of fun, but it, camp was tough. Day to day is, um, I guess, a pretty standard pro football day. I guess you get there, pedding. You might want to have a workout beforehand, or have a stretch, or whatever. You get to you get to facility, and then you do doing to do. You have meetings from half eight to around ten fifteen most days. Um, you go out to practice ten forty five practice, you have a little bit of food after practice, then you have more meetings, and then that's usually uh, where I stay and watch extra film, and then I get a lift in after extra film, and then I go home, watch some more film, 
and then repeat the same thing the next day. I'm usually going early, a bit earlier, uh, to watch film with the offensive line coach every day if I could. Just, you know, trying to pick up little things. And that's the kind of, I think for like work, to be a global over here, that's the kind of work I think you need to have. You need to be doing a bit more than everybody else, do you know what I mean? Just to catch up, because we don't have the luxury. A lot of us don't have the luxury of playing uh, college football. Awesome. Um, and so going back a bit to the European game, or maybe the comparisons, do you think that what the CFL offers Europeans is attractive? Do you think that, and I'm talking financially, I'm talking about like kind of um, oper- operations, uh, just the way the whole the setup is, the whole, the whole setup basically, is, is it an attractive prospect for a European to play in the CFL? Or do you just see it as a stepping stone to maybe get to somewhere else? I think it depends on the player and what they have in mind going over there. If you want to learn, become a better football player, make some more money than you will in the ELF, then it is a it's a better prospect. If you think you're just gonna walk in and and start straight away, it's gonna probably have a bit of a rude awakening. Do you know what I mean? And you think like if you just because you're the best and you're in the elf team or you're an all star over here, it doesn't mean you're just gonna walk in and be a guy over there. Do you know what I mean? Like these guys. All, have all been guys on their teams as well throughout high school, throughout college, do you know what I mean? So it's not it's not, e- it's not easy transition. Um, but as far as attractiveness, I think it, I think it depends on the player, especially like me, someone who wants to coach after I finish playing. It's very attractive prospect, you know what I mean? To learn from some really, really intelligent coaches. Awesome. Have you been following um, uh, Elf or ALF much? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. What, 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 what do you think of the off-season so far? I mean, shout out to Istanbul, RIP, first of all. I was sad to see uh, those guys go, uh, first of all. Um, as for the off-season, um, every, every team's got a quarterback now, right? As, as of yesterday. Um, yep. So, I mean, that, that's good. Um, Vienna looked very good. Uh, Paris looks very good. Um, Berlin are doing some things. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of. Frankfurt are, are always going to be good, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it seems exciting, man. Like every every year, it just seems to get a little bit more hype, more exciting, more teams expanding, and the divisions and Stuttgart as well. Oh my god, the, the Stuttgart unicorns. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, bro, I'm, I'm excited to see watch the like. I I was I would wake up early over there so I could, I could watch watch games. Honestly, because um, I do I do really uh, enjoy watching the league. I really liked Barcelona Barcelona last year and what they did, how they came from. How many games did they win in twenty twenty one? Three, and then they won ten last year. Yeah, no, yeah, eight wins last year. Yeah. Got to the semifinals. Yeah. Um. So you were a part of Hamburg's. Championship loss. And then last mm, year you saw, yeah. well, just short again. Uh, in your opinion, what do you, you think they have to do to get over the top? Um, well, they they've addressed the quarterback position now, um, so that that's good. Um, they can bring Glenn Tunga back and that offensive line back. I think that'll be huge. The, def- the defense is amazing, but the boss Edabali. Uh, but Gail Brock and Justin Rogers now, so they have to find a way to replace those 
three key pieces. Um, so, and they lost, um, what's his name, Tim Haney, mm-hmm. the defensive yeah. tackle from uh, Switzerland. So Switzerland. they have to find a way to replace him on the edge. But they got guys still. DC is amazing. Kendrell, Kendrell Ellison is probably one of the best DCs in Europe, easily. So I think that defense is going to be, I mean, it'll be number one in the last two years, right? So uh, they have potential to be number one again. I, I think they have guys like Yeboa, um, Ambrose, Matty. Um, I don't know if they got oh, what to do to the secondary, but um, they've always got guys and a well, you know, well-coached team. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them do well on that side. And now they've got a good quarterback. I would like to see what they do at receiver. Maybe get American this time and have, keep Glenn. And then I think they do really well. As for getting over the hump, I mean, I don't know. We came close. The first game was close. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yard yard short, right? Yard short of the of the post, the, the ball. So I don't know. Just, last year seemed like Vienna Vienna had control. Well, uh, Keanu, you mentioned Glenn Tonga and uh, sort of the British talent out there. Um, we mm-hmm. saw Jay Albert Jackson. Chris Wedderburn and Chad Waldron all signed with Cologne uh, Centurions. Uh, mm. Can you talk a little bit about British talent that um, might make its way in Elf and maybe sort of untapped? I mean, Britain's got some guys, do you know what I mean? Like, you spent some time over here, Alex. Britain definitely has some guys that can play ball um, everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Look how many guys we have in the league right now. Um, yeah, I feel like a British guy that goes that go places make an impact for sure do you know what I mean like definitely make an impact and there's Magaya Lewis as well uh, he just mm. signed for the Paris uh, Milano right uh, Milano that's what's his name yeah Lewis, Lewis uh, Thomas yeah. Lewis Thomas yeah that's he just signed so he's a dog as well so that's great great, great to see um, there's quite a few British online now um, there's a guy there's some guys for uh, Berlin Obviously, Milano and um, ba- Barcelona just signed Ben Dixon, who, who I know as well. So, yeah, so, man, it's a lot of British guys, British offensive linemen kind of making the way for themselves. It's just great to see. Um, I just want to see the London Monarchs come back at this point, Alex. To be honest. I'm, ready, I'm ready to see those guys and what kind of talent they can put together. And um, hopefully it's run by some people with who don't have huge egos so the team could actually be uh, competitive and not just getting guys who are people's guys, which tends to happen a lot all over uh, British and American football. You said um, hopefully it's not run by guys with huge egos. Um, what no, do you, is there, is there any kind don't. of organisation in mind? Say again? <laughs> don't, I said don't do that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Fine. Um, and so, what do you do? You think to establish a new team in in London, or yeah, in London, I guess, or the UK, um, out of scratch, like similar to Lapshire Kings or um, whoever else, is better than maybe picking up a team that's already established? Is is that what you're suggesting? Is um, I feel like the best teams. That's apart from Hamburg, the best teams are teams that are already established and already kind of got a name for themselves. Do you know what I mean? I feel like Hamburg's the only team, but they also used to have used to be a team. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like Hamburg's the only team that's really 
done that well and that was basically a lot of those guys were the elves hard fighting pirates in the first place so I can't really think of it I guess Barcelona but in the second year but in the first year no not really it was like look who went, look who went to um, playoffs in the first year it was Rawclaw Frankfurt and I guess Cologne as well so but look who's in the final so and again this year Vienna Swaco, I mean, teams are established, you know what I mean? I feel like they have a better, better shot at it. So it'd be nice to see, like, the Warriors and Blitz come together, put some old rivalries and aside and see what happens. And then, obviously, you get guys from all over the UK because, I mean, the Manchester Manchester just uh, won the uh, national championship in the UK, if I'm correct. So it'd be nice to yeah. get some of those guys down. Yeah. Some of the, and get some of the talent who don't want to play for, for three do you know what I mean like a lot of guys mm. in England who just don't want to pay, play for nothing do you know what I mean so, I mean, yeah it seems that. like a, it seems like the best market to um, take advantage of right now of what's left in Europe right it's obviously one of the most one of the financial capitals um, of Europe of the continent and so it makes sense huge population huge talent pool to choose from They're obviously a lot of um sports and there's NFL Academy in the UK as well which you could take advantage of um, but yeah for whatever reason it hasn't happened yet um, Bre- I, I think uh, Brexit is the reason to be honest and the price of uh, housing guys in London is the other reason I mean, those are the yeah, it's just a, two most it's just a money thing isn't it now. yeah it's just a money it's thing nice. it's just, it's just, you have to obviously you have to to start, a, to start an elf team you have to invest a lot of money right you have to find investors because no no team especially in the uk where there is there is no professional football anyway it's different in places like austria where vienna and swaco already had quite a lot of money in the bank right not quite a lot but a decent amount and so raising that money to join elf wasn't too much of an ask you know what i mean it wasn't out of this world but if you were to ask a london team or any uk team to finance um elf or joining elf like it seems out of this world, and so you need to find big time investors to invest in a league that isn't established, has almost no history of being professional, and so it's just the leap is just so much bigger. Um, and I think that's why we are yet to see a London team or a UK team in Elf. But I know they've been in contact. I know Azuma has been in contact with multiple people in the UK. I know Tony Allen and, and Patrick Azuma obviously coached uh, were together in the past um, NFL. Europe and stuff, so they've got that connection already. So I just think it's just so hard for for London to do. Um, I think they've tried already, but I just I just think the leap is too big right now. Right now, yeah, I don't know who you need. A, I think for like you need a couple of million euros pounds to be able to invest in the European League football team right now. So, yeah, but I think I think we'll see a, a Nordic team next. I think a Stockholm team or a Finnish team will be the next to show up. I, I, I think it'll be stuck on person and they'll be like the Nordic team. Cool, man. Well, Keanu, appreciate you talking to us and um, best of luck in Calgary and we'll we'll stay in touch about the yell up off season. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me.